produced with podcasting gear from Tascam, including the Tascam Mini Studio. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. Microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. Forgive the interruption, but I believe this requires your attention. Meanwhile, at the above-ground underwater suborbital volcano lair... Sergeant, we need a response team. We're already putting together the best man. With all due respect, sir, so am I. I have a plan. <laughs> it's real! Mighty Marvel Geeks. That's what we call ourselves. Sort of like a team. Team? No, no, no. We're a chemical mixture that makes chaos. We're, we're a time bomb. Well then, son, you've got a condition. Your show about all things Marvel with Mike, Kylan, and Eric. What a bunch of losers. I am crew. That I did know. These people may be isolated and unbalanced, but I believe with the right push, it can be exactly what you need. Suit up. I'm bringing the party to you. I have indeed been uploaded, gentlemen, online and ready. And welcome to another issue of Mighty Marvel Geeks. It is the intrepid trio duo, Uno, no, duo tonight. Because mm. yeah. Eric is planning a secret mission to try and mind meld, which I don't know why he thinks something from Star Trek is going to work. But it may with the person he's going to try and mind meld with, because he's going to be trying to mind meld with John Anderson. He is. If he can It'll reach awesome. up there. If he can reach up there. He's pretty tall, and that's with and and that's what John's sitting down. It is, Eric. I think I might have just cut a short joke on you. <laughs> um, <laughs> so we're going to talk San Diego Comic Con news next week when Eric can be with us because it's more fun that way. Um, but we do have some other news for this week, and uh, we'll see how far we get. But prior to that, check out the homepage. It is updated. Yay! And um, check out our affiliates on the right-hand side. They're underneath our, our pretty awards. Also, too, speaking of awards, go to podcastawards.com. You're going to have to sign in for nominations. But please nominate us for TV and film, entertainment, and people's choice. Yes, you can, you can vote for us in all three categories please do we'll we we greatly appreciate your support um but also to check out our homepage, the affiliates down the side uh check them out supporting them supports us no cost to you no additional cost to you um same thing with our partners found me and heroes and villains click the images go to their links um they got some great stuff marvel wise they got hellfire club but if you go with the license, Star Wars is a Marvel license. It is. Because of the comics. If not, just ask me every week. I pretty much pick a Star Wars book every week. <laughs> I don't know why. I haven't figured that one out yet. But um, they're going to have up their, their stuff from San Diego Comic-Con soon. Like the Stormtrooper mm-hmm. backpack, which looks amazing. True, it does. It looks really good. I have finally submitted my formal um, submission to them. For a smuggler's backpack. Oh, okay. And if they say they can't do a smuggler's backpack, then I'm going to turn around and go, could you use it as an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. backpack? Oh. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. With, with hidden pouches for your laptop, tablet, a pouch down the inside that could be hidden to put your power cables in for your laptop, mm-hmm. tablet. I'd love that. 
three pouches on the front, which the long pouch I have near the bottom would say smuggler in Arabish. But if it goes shield, maybe it says put it just says shield across it with the logo. And it's one of those, it's a fold over with the long flap that would quick connect in between the two pouches above the long pouch. Right. Be a quick connect. And in that flap would be another hidden pocket for maybe your wallet, your phone, passport, book, a book, journal book, something. Yeah. So I've got like a few hidden pockets in this thing Mm -hmm. and I want it to be um, essentially rainproof. Or, or rain resistant. So you could, because here in Florida, I got rains all the time. And I would love to have a bag that I don't have to worry about my contents getting wet. But the other thing I've done too is zipper pocket on the side by the straps so you could get to your laptop or tablet. I love that yes. invention. I love that. Mm-hmm. Plus, I've also aimed it to go more for the 17 inch laptop instead of stopping at 15. Right. So I, I want to company, you know, allow for those who have bigger laptops because I have a bigger laptop. I have an HP ProBook. It's got the full-size keyboard with number pad on it. It's a 15.4 or 15.6-inch laptop. That's it's all, a, it, yeah. It's, I mean, it's a 15-inch screen, but shoot, 15.4, 15.6, that's almost a 16-inch a computer. True. So, but that that's me. Um so, yeah, this is kind of almost my dream theme backpack. So if they come back and go, yeah, it's not maybe not for uh, maybe not for Star Wars. <laughs> I've already got the plans. Then uh, how about for Marvel Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? I think that'd be awesome. So do that. It's just that I, would want, def- I want this def- backpack. <laughs> That that would be, certainly be a shut up and take my money situation. Heroes and villains, you hear that? You got two people mm-hmm. saying shut up, take our money. I'll talk to you mm-hmm. after show. We'll we'll talk. Um, but also too, check out our web store. Uh, it is going to go through a quick overhaul here shortly. But uh, hats, t-shirts, sweatshirts, knit hats. If you want to be that skater dude, dude, who wears skater ha- wears knit hats during the summer when it's. 110 outside before he did next. Indeed. Um, T-shirts, the hats, the hockey jerseys, baseball jerseys. Um, I got to say all the baseball jerseys. I love our our normal traditional one, but I love that Spider-Man one. Oh, yeah. Uh, I know a few people who like the Captain America one. So, um, so yeah, that's that. So check that out. Um, Find us on Twitter at Marvel Geeks. Uh, Everywhere else at Mighty Marvel Geeks. Uh, hit us up on email, mmg at Marvel Geek at Mighty Marvel Geeks.net. So, um, trying to think. Thursday, do you have all uh, our... I, I know you usually when Eric's here too, you, you have everything set up for us. Um, do you have everything set up tonight? Encryption protocol complete. Data restored. What have you been doing, Kylan? You've been messing with her again. I have not. I, I have not because, well, you know, she almost fried my face last week, so I have not. My diagnosis is that you've experienced a severe anxiety attack. That wasn't anxiety. That was my face almost being fried off, but that's okay. Okay, well, hopefully she's got everything lined up because we're going to start <laughs> off with this. New York City Council votes to name. Wait, this is, uh, this is a comic name? Oh, a Bronx Street after Stanley. Yes. They had to wait until he died to do this? Well, you know, I will say this. So it depends on the state. Some states, some states would not will only allow somebody to have uh, a street or a school or something named after them uh, posthumously. Otherwise, like other other states, they'll do it while somebody's alive. 
Maybe New York's one of those states that doesn't allow that unless somebody is, you know, no longer with us. Well, according to the New York Post, the New York City Council voted to approve a proposal to co-name University Avenue between Brant Place and West 176th Stanley Way. Oh, screw that. Don't co-name it. No. It is Stanley Way. Exactly. I will. If I lived there, I would. My address would be whatever, whatever, Stanley Way. Exactly. Point blank. I would. I would. I would change my address on everything. See, uh, the proposal still needs approval from the mayor, Bill D. Blasio. De Blasio, yeah. De Blasio. Don't sit on this, dude. Let it happen. Make it happen. This should be a no-brainer. That pink bear be dripping ink with your anticipation for this to come across your desk. Exactly. Um, Lee formerly lived at 1720 University Place. He attended high school at DeWitt Clinton High School in the Bronx. See, now that should be if 1720 University Place is within this area where where he that they're calling um, going to call Stanley Way. That should now be 1720 Stanley Way. Just saying. Wouldn't it be cool if the Marvel offices that are in New York are on that street? It would be, but I'm pretty sure they're not, but it would be. Uh, Lee, of course, we know Lee died last November, Um, and we know all about his collaborators, Dicko and Kirby, and how they created the majority of the Marvel Universe. Um, So after Lee's death, Bob Iger, CEO of Disney, said in a statement, Stanley was an extraordinary was as extraordinary as the characters he created, a superhero in his own right to Marvel fans around the world. Stanley had the power to inspire, to entertain, and to connect. The scale of his imagination was only exceeded by the size of his heart. Mm-hmm. Um, so at this point in time, I mean, there, there's not much more to go into with the story because it, it just rehashes you know, how old he was, what his real name was, you know, and everything there and, you know, whatever. This needs to happen. I'm sorry. Just It does. Like I said, that, that ink pen, you better use a brand new ink pen to, to sign this. He deserves that type of respect. You should be opening it up out of the package or opening, whether it's a cross pen that you're sliding out of the box and then out of the case and putting sliding the ink cartridge in to sign it. But that better be a brand new pen. Give Lee that respect. I think it should be. I think it should be a pen that has all at least a few of the characters that he created. That's why I think. I feel like that that should be. You know that 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 would be appropriate. Yep. Which if the mayor is know. smart, he would go to our website, go to superherostuff.com, and order a pen. <laughs> No, may, maybe we need to order the pen, send it to, to De, De Blasio and say, this is what you need to sign the Stanley Stanley Way proposal with. And then auction it I off. Agree. And then auction off that pen for charity. Right. There you go. Comic you book, know what? Maybe we comic should, book for kids. Maybe we should uh, see if we can, um, I don't know, bring in some of the, I don't know, uh, who can we have? Who is that guy? Wasn't there a guy that we had that was like the the president of Marvel or something? Me, executive um, VP Tom Prevort. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that guy. Yeah, Tom Prevort. Yeah, maybe we could get him on and see what he can do to, you know, facilitate, as it were. Maybe Agent M himself, Ryan Panagos. No, we haven't had him on. It's been a long time since he's been on. We need to get him back. We Yeah, we need to get him back on. We do. I think it'd be awesome. It's also Jordan White. 
Jordan, Jordan D. White. But no, you know, I would be, I would be bold enough to go. You need to sign this with this pen and send De Blasio. Right, dude, don't tip. <laughs> you know, I mean, it. Maybe we should. I mean, what's more appropriate than, you know, sending a pin from a Marvel, a Disney recognized Marvel, a Disney recognized award winning Marvel podcast? You know, see here. here, Okay, just saying, just saying. Here's what we do. Superhero. I'm looking at superhero stuff right now. (laughs) Uh (laughs) Travel, right? There's there's an Avengers gel pen two pack for five bucks. Okay. There is a Avengers Endgame projector pen for seven ninety nine. Avengers Endgame gel pen two pack for seven ninety nine. This is the appropriate one. Spider Man gel pen and bookmark pack seven ninety nine. See that that should uh There is a Spider Man two pack pen set for four ninety nine. Um there is a Captain America Avengers Assemble pen. There's a Black Panther fit pen. There's a Avengers Infinity War projector pen. Hmm. I I say the Spider Man with bookmark. I say I, I say Spider Man with bookmark. I like it. Or actually the two pack. And then he auctions those off. God, I would be so tempted to do this just to make this happen. Just to make the see if it would even make news. Oh my God! Could you imagine if it did? Mm. Man, you know that would it, that 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 would definitely that that would be next level. That that'd be next level activity for us if we did that. Yeah, just would. saying. Yeah, it would. Question is, can I? If I did this, can you add a note to it to be sent with it? Because that's the only way I would I, do it. Is this is to sign the Stanley Way proposal auction off for charity afterwards? Mike, Eric, mm. Kylan, Mighty Marvel Geeks. Uh, you know, I bet you anything you could. Because a lot of times, if you send something and it's a gift, they let you put a note in there. <sighs> This would be so tempted to do. When's he signing it? it? It hasn't said yet. It has not. It has not been stated. Uh, the proposal still needs approval. So if we were well, to you do know, it, we if, could... we, if we were to do it, we have to do it now as we're recording. And I can't do it now as I'm rec- as we're recording. Well, you know, we could always call the uh, call New York uh, call call New York uh, City Hall. And find out if there's any plans surrounding that. And if so, you know, maybe we. Yeah. Well, see, the only thing is we have to make sure that they know that it's coming because, you know, uh, New York is kind of iffy when sudden boxes uh, just show up out of nowhere. So, you know, we maybe we should call. Yeah, but, you know, it would come in a package that says superhero stuff dot com. That, that, that is true, too. Dressed that is the true. mayor. <laughs> oh, we got we got to figure out how to make this happen, man. We got to figure out how to make this happen. <laughs> and you're welcome. Mm. <laughs> what? Oh. Is it, you're serious. You, you're you're thinking about it now, aren't you? See, see. Like I said, if I was able to do it right now, I would do it right now. As we're recording, I would I would order it. I can't I can't do it right now. We well we we really I we really should. I mean, if, I, 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 if I thought you could do it right now, I would send you two fifty here in a week or two. Oh, I to compensate. Oh, I, I to, oh, I totally could do it, but we just gotta make sure that uh, I you know I have no problem I I have no problem doing that. I'd be more than happy to send it, 
you know, but I'm the kind of person I like to try and say, hey, this is why we're sending this. Uh, we think it'd be a nice touch. And you could always, you know. You know what? I'll send the email. I got the email. All right. You, all right. We'll, we'll, you, we'll you talk about this after show. This is right, turning into good. great show fodder. Yeah. <laughs> Eric, if you were only here. <laughs> if you were only here. Oh my gosh! This uh oh, this, uh, this is great, guys. Sorry for our tangent, is, but this is a worthy cause. It's Stan Lee getting his own street name in the Bronx. Uh, man, see, see, guys, this is what you hear. The, the, what you just heard is pretty much what the the way the conversations are like before and sometimes after the show. So, if you have an idea or if you have a, you know, if you're wondering what what we talk about or what the conversations are like, it usually starts off with a little thread turns into a tangent and then it's a thing. That's what happens. You know what? I could send him a twi- Twitter too to his Twitter account saying, "Hey, we got this coming your way." Exactly. Do it on Twitter. That way we have that announcement so the whole world knows what we're starting. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, uh, let's let's move on to a little shield news as as our plotting continues. (laughs) Uh, Yes. Okay. In a good way. It's a good plotting. In a good way. (laughs) It's a good plot. You know, that's not the plot and scheme plot, you know, because we're shield agents. So this is dangerous. Sort of. Speaking of shield. What are we getting into? What are we getting into? (laughs) We're thinking outside the box. This this is going to definitely, this could, on the map. That's all I got to say. On the map. I told you, man, this is next level activity we're talking about. (laughs) All right. Hey, guys. So check this out. Uh, So for those of you who have been under a rock for the last year um agents of shield is ending at uh, after season eight um we don't know why this is suddenly considered big news because we've known it for about a year we we in fact we know we knew about it after they announced season seven they announced season seven and then not long after they said that they would have a season eight and season eight would be the last season but okay it's news so well, no season seven is the last season Oh, when so they this is season so six? they they announced season six, which is currently running, almost in right. when they did six, they immediately announced their they renewed for season seven as well. And I was like, well, that's bold considering season six isn't even out yet. Right. Um, and I guess they. Because what you're about to say is what's making them decide, well, yeah, we're going to go ahead and ABC, since it's going to be out next summer, why they're saying, yeah, we're going to allow you, allow you to give it a proper send off. Yeah. And the thing is, this is not an ABC decision. This is a Marvel decision. Uh, they decided that they wanted to end the show on their terms. Uh, Mar- uh, ABC at this point uh, uh, still has a lot of faith in the show. Um, and, you know, we, we've seen the show go through a lot of changes. Um, they See, had gone. You, you said ABC still has a lot of faith in the show. Then why they put yeah. it? Why they put it in uh, 
on Friday night in the summer. Yeah. Um, you know what? I think I think they did that because, well, number one, they need to make they need to draw. I some people would say that they didn't have faith in it, so they put it someplace where they didn't have to worry about ratings. My take on it is they put it in summer because they want to attract viewers. Yeah. Because no, come summertime, a lot of us check out because you know the season's over. And, you know, the summer series, are, eh, whatever. But the thing is, uh, we uh, in recent years, we've had, we've seen networks have been starting to do summer series that are strictly summer series. And they're getting several seasons out of it. So the thing is, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was already well established. Uh, and then, was it last year? Oh, so... Season five, season yep. five uh, was uh, that that was all Last they squeezed. Ma- yeah, they, they, they squeezed all that in a second and in, in, um, between January and May, April, January, and January, May. And, May. and you know, and, and mind you, this was about the same time that they it was like, well, it wasn't even like when they were still they stopped doing pods or was that was still considered pods? You remember how season four they were, you had yeah, like three different, which was brilliant. They had three, yeah, the three I, different I pods. I believe they kind of did the pod again uh, last season for season five, but it just didn't seem as as defined. defined. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so so then this season there's absolutely no pods at all. Like they're just not. But that's okay. It's still a good season. It's actually pretty it almost it pretty pretty much feels like comic accurate shield at this point. Yep. Just but just based on how crazy the stories are. So so you know, so there's this announcement, big announcement that Shield is ending, uh, with season seven. Um we weren't surprised by this. Uh, the reality is uh, they've actually they're in the process of filming the series finale right now. They're they're filming yep. it right now. They, I think they just had the final table read. Uh, so, you know, so it's definitely going to be over with. Uh, season seven in 2020. So, I I, I don't know if it if that means it's going to be another summer show or or if it's going to be like what they did with uh, season five. But it's definitely ending. Uh, but here is uh, now here's words from Jeff Loeb regarding um, how the decision came to be. And this is a, a direct quote. This is from uh, comicbook.com. Uh, so we were we were about halfway through the season and they the network called again and said, this is great. Do you have a great idea for season seven? And we were like, nope. <laughs> Leap said and uh, Loeb said and at this time we all got together and said look if we're going to do this let's make it this make let's make this the last hurrah let's go out with a parade let's end the story so that we can do it on our terms because the problem is that it's never the studio's decision it's always a network's decision and so we said let's take the risk let's go back to them and say we'll do it as long as we can end the show so 
for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. to go out on its own terms is a significant thing. When the show was heading uh, to its season five finale, it seemed a bit like the show might end there, and it's something that the show's producers actually took into consideration. Uh, writing the season five finale as a series finale. However, when the network came back and asked them if they had ideas for a sixth season, they came up with one that worked. By deciding to end the show on their own own terms, the show's writers will be able to focus on telling the story they want as uh, want to tell, as opposed to focusing on a future season that may or may not come. That way, the writers were free to sort of do well. We don't have to worry about what we're going to do in season eight. So. And which actually kind of segues into my other story that uh, the writers had intended. They had actually written season five finale to be a series finale. Uh, and actually, well, if you think about it, the yeah. way it looked, that seemed like that's what it was going to be. It did. I mean, the way I mean, you had the death of Coulson. May, uh, you, May sitting there for the for the final time in Tahiti with Coulson. Um and 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 you had the the death of Fitz. Uh, it was it, it was yeah, but, but it, Fitz, it was, Fitz was back in season six. Yeah, season yeah he did come back in season six, and you know it, that it was, poor man it, keeps dying, coming back to life, dying, coming back to life. I, I tell you, dude, dude, you know what? Like underwater, you know, in space, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You know, he's he's hardy, so you know. Uh, it uh so yeah they were they were they had planned to end the show with season five, and the network you know they came to them and said hey what more can you guys do and so here we are, here we are we're in season six and it's awesome, and it's going to end with season seven and I'm excited because when you have that kind of freedom uh and you know that you you know that this is the end. Yep. You could you could pull out all the stops, you know. It may be the most shield. It might be the most shield season uh, that has ever shielded a shield season. That's why I think. I, I I don't know. We might see. We might see an updated helicarrier. We might see. Heck, you know, Nick Fury might show up. We. I, I, As we talked I, about last week, I would love to see some of the actors from the movies make an appearance out of their hero costumes in their plain Jane clothes. That's what yes. I would like. To give that last raw of, yeah, it really was all connected. I would love that. Yes. Yeah. So um, I, I think, you know, I, I especially since. Since what? Uh, um, which one was it? Age of Ultron. Since Age of Ultron, there hasn't been very strong connections to the oh. show. Like maybe you know, there's been the occasional mention of the of the Sokovia Accords. But you know what? If they really wanted to go out, and they wanted to go out with, yes, this is a Shield show, and this is part of the of the Marvel universe, and here's proof. Here's proof. Here's proof. Oh, and by the way, Ghost Rider. I don't know if they wanted to do that again. They could, and it'd be awesome. Well, Ghost Rider's getting his own show on Hulu. Yeah, but you know that Ghost Rider is going to be it's going to be catch and uh, 
Blaze. No, no, no. That's the new comic book series. Oh. That's what we corrected last week. That's the new comic book series. Oh. Because Gabriel Luna is still doing um, doing the role for Hulu. Oh, nice. Okay. Okay. So, All right. Yeah. So, so, so yeah. We, so. Could, we could see some of the stars from S.H.I.E.L.D. over there. We could, you know, we'll, we'll have to, we have to wait and see. It's going to be, uh, it's going to be interesting. That's for sure. Yep. Yeah. So, you know, let's, uh, let's see what happens at the end of this season and buckle up, uh, because I get the feeling that the, that the last season is going to be a wild ride. There should be Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. season seven. You ain't seen nothing yet. Yep. <laughs> Something like that anyway. Yep. Hey, you know, maybe we get Scorpio because, you know, that'd be that'd be a cool bad guy if we got Scorpio because, you know, maybe maybe this Nick Fury has has a, a, a brother. True. Uh, well, I'm going to leave you with this quick thought before I go to the next story. Mm-hmm. So hold on. Let me get my stuff caught up because I think we're said we are actually serious about doing this pin thing. Uh, that one's gone. That one's gone. There we go. Simu Lau? Liu? Uh, Liu? Simu Simu Liu. L-I-U. That's Liu, right? Liu. Liu. Like Liu Kang. Liu. Says on Twitter, hard to believe that a week ago I was just sitting at my desk in my underwear eating shrimp crackers. And now, okay, well, I'm still doing that, but I'm also a superhero. Mm -hmm. Yo. (laughs) Very cool. (laughs) So... Um, we're going to talk about more next week, but Doctor Strange Into the Multiverse of Madness is part of the new set of movies coming. Uh, and they said this one's going to be a little bit more horror, which I found that interesting as well. Um, but here's five characters. Uh, this is from Screen Rant. Five characters from the MCU we want to see return and five we don't. Uh, we don't want Tony Stark. Let the man go. He's dead. He's dead, Steven. Let him go. <laughs> yeah, I can't see them bringing back Tony. I just know. Uh, we do want Loki from 2012. Well, he's getting his own series, so yeah. Yep. Don't want Spider-Man. What? Uh, they say it's kind of crazy to say we don't want Spider-Man in any capacity. Uh, Tom Holland is perfect as Spider-Man, as Peter Parker. He's wonderful in every scene he's in, and that's true when he shared some off- uh, awesome moments with Doctor Strange with Infinity War. Um Though they're not against the idea of them teaming up again, uh, the the writer of this from Screen Rant, it'd be nice if Spider-Man was kept off on his own for a bit. For all of Spider-Man Far From Home, he was focused on just being a normal teenager. Keep him away from the world-ending problems for these crossover movies would be nice for now. Okay, I can see that for Phase 4. The only okay. movie, the only movie he could potentially be in as a crossover would be this one. Because I don't, I don't see it with the other movies listed. No, no. Maybe in the TV series, but I, I don't think we want him there either. Mm-mm. Um, number seven, want the ancient one. Okay. Number six, what we don't want, Guardians of the Galaxy, which makes sense. Cause what are they talking about? Huh? There's no need for Guardians to be in this anyway. So you mean Phase Four? Well, in, in the in the Doctor Strange movie. Oh. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. Guardians don't need to be in that. No. And this is what uh, the multiverse of madness. No, we don't. We don't need strange in this. No, or we're not strange. Uh, Guardians in this at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, want Mordo. Yes. Bring yeah. him back. Don't want uh, crap. What was his name? Uh, the villain from the last one. 
Casillas. Oh, uh, yeah. Casillas. Uh, Casillas. Uh, what we do want? Vision. Why would Vision be in this? Because apparently WandaVision will somehow, the events from it could lead directly into Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Oh, they did say that. Okay, they did say that, but I I can't see the Vision being involved. But, oh, okay, fine. I know know Wanda's going to be involved, but I just can't. Don't want Christine. Christine. Uh, It was played by Rachel McAdams, uh, Christine Palmer. Oh, the girlfriend? Yeah. Unless, okay. unless they turn her into night nurse. That's a possibility. Which, if you do, bring her in right at the tail end. Right. Uh, and then what we do, what they say they do want is Hulk. No, I don't I don't want Hulk in this. No, no, I don't want Hulk, no. If we did anything, I would love to see briefly Chris Hemsworth and Natalie Portman involved in their Thor roles for this. Right. Not for the whole film, but maybe as an end credit or something. Right. So that's just me. Uh, so, yeah, back over to you. All right. So, so, so you know, uh, was it two weeks ago we were talking about Spider-Man Far From Home? I think so. Yeah, we talked about how, um, uh, whatchamacallit, the... Uh, Sony? If, like, if the I, movie broke a billion dollar box office, mm-hmm. it would get Marvel would maintain creative control of the movie. If it didn't, it would go back to um, it would go back to Sony having control. Right. Which, you know, there's kind of a sucker spit. But OK, <laughs> so, yeah, we talked about this and uh, we you know, looked at how how well the movie did on. The opening weekend and the following weekends from that, in spite of Disney uh, releasing another movie last weekend and, uh, you know, adding to adding an additional income stream to this month. uh, It doesn't matter because it grossed a billion dollars globally. Yeah. In less than a month, grossed a billion dollars. And so now Spider-Man Far From Home does have a Twitter account. And and so there's this. (laughs) This is awesome. Okay, so on the Twitter uh, feed, uh, which is at Spider-Man Movie, uh, it says when you actually secure the bag. And there's a link which uh, for a a Twitter account called Boss Logic. Yep. And it says, huge congrats to at Spider-Man the movie joining the billion dollar box office club at Tom Holland 1996, Far From Home at Sony Pictures. Now, if you look at it, there is a picture of Mysterio, well, Mysterio's helmet stuffing itself with money. There's like a, it looks like a bank and it's just got all, it's just filled with money. It's putting a hundred dollar bill inside and so, you know, you know, it, it, now uh, Tom Holland uh, was in it. He was interviewing comic book. He was interviewing with rather comicbook.com. And he said, it feels pretty good. It's an amazing experience as an actor and such a privileged uh, experience as an actor to get to play characters that you love so much. Uh, time and time again, I definitely have the mindset of if you want to make 20 of these movies, then I'm down because it's really fun. It's been a real privilege and so much fun. Maybe even more fun this time around than the last one. It's been great. 
so yeah, so th- now you know they. I I don't know. Was there even any real concern that this movie wasn't going to make a billion? Because I'm not surprised by it. I'm not even surprised by the speed that it made this kind of money. You know, I mean, I'm not surprised. Look at, all. at you. Re- you released this movie during the month of Comic Con. Uh, you released it during, and honestly, July is one of those months where, you know, July and August, summer movies aren't necessarily that strong. And, you know, there's a lot of buzz for uh, Far From Home, especially knowing that it was the last movie in phase three. Right. So, uh, I'm not surprised by any of this at all. And I think I think of uh, the way Boss Logic uh, commemorated, you know, breaking a billion the way it did. I thought that was hilarious. I thought it was awesome and fun. And uh, you know what? I, 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 I foresee it definitely doing at least another another half billion. Easy. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, it's still early. It is. I mean, it's not even a full month yet. So, you know, let's see what happens. Yep. I wonder if that means we're going to see him as a, as a, see Spidey as one of the new Avengers. I don't know. Just saying. Well, no, there. Okay. That's a comment that we'll have to save for next week. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't want to spoil too much. Um, so, but. This again is another one of those that make things that make it go. Duh. Um, amidst the rumors that Fox Studios boss Emma Watts was leaving Fox Disney for a competing studio, it appears creative control over Deadpool and the entire X Men library of characters, and of course, Fantastic Four, have been given to Marvel Studios boss Kevin Feige. I think that was pretty much a no duh or a well-duh scenario when Disney bought Fox. I think that was pretty much a given. Marvel stuff's going back to Marvel Studios. Oh, yeah, that, exactly. I, I mean, I, it wasn't a surprise to me. It was just, it was definitely more of a case of when than if, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. Um, now, according to a report from Deadline, it, it suggested that Watts had been planning to dip once creative control was handed over. That was, of course, until the Fox exec was given oversight on James Cameron's Avatar franchise, which, okay, if she stayed on for that, then that's like job security in Louisiana yep. for the highway workers. <laughs> the way they make the roads, by the time you're done, you got to start over again because you got to go back and repave to fix all the potholes. Mm-hmm. Um, now, because of the Avatar concession, it appears that all parties are happy with the current arrangement. Um, since the merger, fans have been anxious to see mutants join the MCU. At the massive fan, uh, Phase 4 slate, no X-Men-based properties were announced. Again, duh, because even Feige has said, if the deal is complete, we're not going to bring them in until earliest 2022. If I remember correctly, he said it would be a couple years before that happens. Okay, it's 2019 when he made that comment. Couple years. 2020, 2021's got to happen. That means 2022 at the earliest. Well, duh. Um, <laughs> though Feige did tease the addition of both the Fantastic Four and the Mutants before too long. Hello, I, I think D23 in, in a month, they're going to make the announcement of Phase 5. 
Marvel's going to drop the Phase 5. But with them returning back to Hall H this year, they had to do something big. And I think announcing the Phase 4 slate to go between the movies and Disney+, Plus because all those shows that are coming on Disney+, Plus are part of the Phase 4 agenda. Yep. This now gives Marvel the, okay, do we do Fantastic Four as a TV series instead of a movie? Do we do X-Men as a TV series instead of a movie? Or do we do both with the X-Men? New Mutants TV show or Wolverine and the X-Men with the kids, with the older characters as as the films? Well, you know, I mean, what do you want to do? Uh... I think, okay, so here's something I was thinking about, like, Donna and I were talking about this, how, uh, you know how, at least up to this point, you had, like, especially now, uh, I, I will say up until, uh, yeah, again, up to recently, the TV shows, so Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and the Netflix shows, and I guess maybe to a certain degree, uh, Cloak and Dagger, just kind of sort of had this slight connection to the bigger universe. Like, you know that it's part of the universe. Right. But, like, especially recently, it hasn't been – there hasn't been a lot of effort to make sure that you that you know without a doubt that there's a connection with everything. I find it interesting that now what we're going to end up getting is a definite connection between the TV, between the MCU and the TV universe and the animated stuff. Because if you think about it, uh, okay, so if you think about it, you look at look at the shows that, that are coming out. You have right. Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yep. WandaVision. Uh, yep. Now, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, that's definitely going to tie into the next either Avengers or Captain America movie. That's definitely tying into that. Uh, and, 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 and WandaVision, we already know, is tying into uh, Doctor Strange. So I think that what's going to happen is maybe this and this may be the reason why they they uh, got rid of uh uh the 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 show um the show that was on fox um the gifted the gifted so because re- the truth is, in my opinion the gifted was the x men show that we all deserved oh yeah so now so now that you got the rights you can actually do an x men you 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 have enough characters in the x men universe you have enough that you can do an x men series i don't know maybe if you want to you could do a new mutants if you want for for the for tv and if you're looking for something uh, that's going to be for the big screen you know, maybe you go with a different team of X-Men, you know, uh, may, maybe because I mean, because the truth is Cyclops, Jeans, Wolverine, Beast, all that has been done. There's tons and tons of X-People out there. You know, I, I think and, and and I still think that I still think that Deadpool should be feature film only is just yeah. how I feel about it. But I think that when it comes to the X stuff, you got enough out there to why can't you do both? Oh, yeah. You know, I, I, I personally would love to see a new mutant series that would be in the vein of uh, uh, a better written and a, and a better, a, be, a more, a better well done 
um, Smallville. Yeah. You know, so, you know, so that, you know, you're you're getting the you, you know, it's still be a Marvel show. You're getting these human stories, but you're adding to it teenage angst and hormones. And, you know, what happens when, you know, you you have this power, but you really can't control it like Cannonball. Like the only way Cannonball could ever stop himself was to like what hit something that would you know stop him, which just resulted in a lot of property damage. Right. But it makes sense because you know when you're a kid and you're trying to figure this stuff out, you don't know crap. You right. know, I don't know. And you know maybe if you want, yeah, let's bring in maybe some of the more established X characters as teachers. I don't know. Maybe you want to bring in Bobby Drake as a teacher, or maybe you want to bring in Jubilee or something like that. Oh, yeah. You could bring them in as a teachers, but you know, let's focus on these characters that we really don't see a lot of on, on, on screen, you know, right. It's, it's going to give people, it's going to breathe. It would definitely breathe new life into the X-Men because <laughs> People now, when they hear X Men, they just roll their eyes because okay, well, it's another Dark story. Phoenix. Yeah, I yeah, and no second verse, same as the same as the first, a little bit louder, a little bit worse, a lot worse. <laughs> Apparently, it's worse than uh, Fantastic Flop. Oh, okay, you're making me go. <laughs> All right, times check Rotten Tomatoes to see how X Men Flop Phoenix did. Uh, keep talking oh so yeah so yeah and so like that's the thing like i or or you know what let's do it let, let, let's do a, an x-force well not x-force x-factor let's do x-factor let's see what happens when you know these characters who were classmates and you know they fought side by side let's let's see what happens when they reunite and now they got baggage and, you know, they're trying to kind of do this thing on their own. That's kind of separate in a way from Professor Xavier in school. You know, I'd be down for that, too. You know, X-Men Snark Phoenix tomato meter score, 23 percent audience score, 64 percent. What? Really? Fantastic flop. Tomato meter, 9 percent audience score, 18 percent. Fantastic Flop is do uh, so. Fantastic Flop is still worse, but Fantastic or Snark Phoenix has a higher rating than the other judge we use, Jim and the Holograms, which only stayed in the theater for two weeks before being pulled by the studio. Jim and the Holograms, twenty-two percent tomato meter, forty percent audience score. So just barely edges Jim and the Holograms. Oh my gosh! Okay, so just barely better than a movie that only lasted two weeks in the theater. That just seems wrong. <laughs> I'm just saying that just seems wrong. Oh yeah, yep, 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 and yep. So, well, it's getting close. And, and it I, is. I I feel like my seat's buzzing because somebody's getting anxious. Here are the picks of the week. Well, there it is. Yep. Um, well, I'm going to start us off since I've got the MU pick this week. Star Wars Age of the Resistance special number one is my first pick. It's a one-shot special featuring your favorite characters from the new trilogy. 
Star Wars fans first met resistance leader and confidant Leia Organa uh, and confidant of Leia Organa, Vice Admiral Amy Lynn Holdor, Holdo, the great, 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 great daughter of Hordor. It's Holdor, Holdo. Uh, at the end of her story in 2017's Last Jedi, now witness her triumphant beginning. This July, Hugo Award-winning writer G. Willow Wilson explores a pivotal conflict in Holdo's early career that will start the young woman down the path to her heroic infamy for the rebellion. With her ship at the mercy of a dangerous enemy, it's up to Holdo to outsmart their foe and win the confidence of her compatriots in the process. With art by Elsa Sheratier, the infamous pirate queen of Takadona, Maz Kanata, thought she'd be seen thought she'd seen everything in her thousand plus years of running a bar and hiring smugglers. But it turns out that with the criminal underworld is always full of surprises, especially when she hires Han and Chewie for a job. Story by Tom Taylor and then the final story, and Poe Dameron's loyal companion, the Astromech BB-8, just can't seem to stay, stay out of trouble. His missions <laughs> always seem to escalate into full-blown adventures. And if it means a win for his friends and heroic resistance freedom fighters, the little droid will stop at nothing to get the job done. And by no surprise, the story is done by Chris Iliopolis. Iliopolis. There we go. Eli Opalus. So okay. that's my first pick of the week. All right. Well, my first pick of the week is Adventures number 22, brought to us by friend of the show, Jason Aaron and Stefano Caselli. The challenge of the Ghost Rider starts here. Robbie Reyes wants to get rid of the flame-headed monster inside him. So it's time to do the common sense thing. Perform an exorcism on his car. Only problem is Johnny Blaze, the king of hell, has some plans of his own for the newest Ghost Rider and his Avengers friends. Does, does that come with a tune-up and a, and a radiator flush? Um, of sorts. Okay. <laughs> of sorts, I would say yes. Okay. Well, my second pick of the week is Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man number nine. A terrifying new villain is causing major problems for Spider-Man in his neighborhood. What does he want with your favorite wall crawler? Plus the secret history of the rumor. So back over to you. All right. So my next pick is Captain America number 12 brought to us by Ta-Nehisi Coates, Adam Kubert, and Alex Ross. Uh, so, uh, Captain of Nothing concludes. So Captain America is a fugitive. So Captain America must disappear. But that doesn't mean that Steve Rogers has to give up the fight to prove his innocence and bring the true murderer, murderer to justice. It's time for Cap to try something new. Okay. Yeah. Well, my third pick is it's a new uh, new printing. Electra trade paperback assassin. This is the Frank Miller run. Meet Electra Nachos. This intriguing young woman has played equally intriguing roles throughout her life. Gymnast, martial artist, ninja, assassin. Trained in the deadliest of arts and renowned in the world as or and renowned as the world's finest killer, Electra remains an enigma even to herself. Now really relive her first solo adventure an epic created by two of comics greatest innovators 
Frank Miller and Bill Sinkowitz, uh, an unconscious woman washes ashore off the coast of a small Central American country. Two policemen are strangled. A diplomat is assassinated. A S.H.I.E.L.D. agent is brutally dismembered. Unrelated events? Hardly. Electra has returned. She's back with a vengeance. Prepare for a psychological excursion through the mind, body, and soul of the world's most dangerous woman. This is collecting Electra Assassin 1 through 8. This is kind of what um, the movie kind of takes place after, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It, it, or, it takes or place. Attempted to take place after. Uh, yeah, because uh, the, the movie. Oh, see, the thing is, my, the movie was kind of. It was weird. It wasn't. You weren't sure if it took place after Daredevil or this was like way. You know, at the very beginning, uh, you know what? No, I think it did take place after Daredevil because there are certain yeah. cuts where Daredevil shows up. So yeah. they tried to kind of mix this story with her when she's resurrected. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that movie. No. <laughs> yeah. So how about your third pick of the week? My third pick is Black Panther number 14. Uh, this one is also brought to us by Ta-Nehisi Coates and Daniel Acuna. Uh, the Intergalactic Empire of Wakanda, 2000 Seasons Part 2. T'Challa makes contact with Earth, but the war for the Empire continues. With the Panther Goddess Bast on their side, the Maroons are looking to turn the tide. When Emperor Najaka comes for his revenge, he'll find himself in hot water. But will T'Challa's plan to be enough to free those the Empire has enslaved and opened his pathway home. Mm, quite possibly. Uh, there's a lot going on there. Yep. Well, as we get into our final picks of the week, I'm excited for this one because I'm also excited for it for a totally other reason. I'm just going to say August 15th. Um, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge number four. That's four or five. I'm going to cast previews. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting like a little German school girl. Uh, wait, um, never mind. Um, the greater of two evils. As the Red Fury stormtroopers of the First Order edge closer, Kendo and her crew are running out of time to run their heist. But what does that, what does the mysterious score have to do with a Dr. Affirmation 30 years in the past? Yes! They're tying in now Dr. Afra myth into Galaxy's Edge. Even though Dr. <laughs> Afra is canon. That's true. This just confirms that she's been to Black Spire Outpost. Yes! <laughs> Only Doc Omdar knows the secret, and he may have to kill to keep it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I am still waiting for Kota Bayuka to release a Dr. Afro figure. I have the droids that I got from Celebration. Right. I have the I have two different Afra three inch figures. I have the vintage on card, and I have one loose because Walmart screwed up my vintage. I'm still trying to find the three pack from last year's San Diego Comic Con. Hey, my birthday's coming up, folks! Hint, hint, hint. I have the Doctor Afra and BT One Black Series six inch figures. I just gotta get trips. I have. I mean, I went to the Build Droid build a droid section at Disney Springs at the Star Wars store there and built my own triple zero because they had the option of building an all black protocol droid. And I was going to paint okay. it. And of course I did this before the whole celebration 
announcement was made last year, and I'm like, well, I need to figure out how to get these loose or get the or get the pack, the three pack, um, which I still want to get them loose so I can have both on display. Right. In which case, when I have the third one loose, you know, when I get my third doctor, the second doctor Afro loose, I'll just give that one to my daughter. But okay. you guys just known. For a while, I have become a huge fan of Dr. Afra. Just a little bit. And rightfully so. I mean, she's an awesome character. She is. I I almost want, screw, screw a, I would love for her to appear in a movie. Right. But I want an Afra Disney Plus series. It might happen, though. I mean. Give me an Afra Disney Plus series. Have it happen pre A New Hope. That way okay. you don't have to worry about bringing Mark, a younger Mark Hamill or whatnot and having to do the recasting. You could use, uh, what's his name from Solo? You could use Diego, or that's not his name. You can use the guy who plays Cassie in Andor. Right. I would love for her to appear in the Andor series briefly mm-hmm. for an episode or two. Because she would right. be in that time period. She would. I was surprised we didn't see her in Rebels. Yeah. Briefly. I, I, I want to see her on screen. Give her her series. Make it a pre-Rogue One series. Mm-hmm. You know, have it take place between Rogue One and, and Solo. Or uh, Solo and Rogue One. That's fine. I don't care. I, I think it needs to happen. Have her tie it, and then you you have it tie in with Vader, or she had. Well, no, she didn't meet Vader until the Vader series. But it doesn't mean she can't have ties to other Imperial officers or even other right. Rebel officers. So, just saying. Uh, so your final pick. My final pick is Death's Head, number one of four, uh, brought to us by Teeny Howard, Kazama, and Nick Rope. Roki or Roche, one of the two, should come on the show and uh, make sure we're pronouncing that right. Uh, Rising stars Teeny Howard and Kizama take on Marvel UK's hottest character, Death's Head, in a new miniseries. When a job goes wrong, intergalactic mech merc Death's Head wakes up half-assembled at a punk show. And if the crowd full of deodorant exuding youth wasn't enough, the young Avengers show up. Well, half of them anyway. Hulking and Wiccan face down the best freelance peacekeeping agent in this universe. Okay. Well, before we go, mm-hmm. I've got the MU pick this week. And I thought it was only fitting. Kind of. Um, mm-hmm. I went with X-Men. Worst X-Man ever. Issue one. Uh, synopsis is... Bailey Hoskins just discovered he's a mutant. For someone who's never been special, never stood out, discovering he's gifted is a true gift. Entry into the halls of Xavier's school of the, for the for gifted children and into the ranks of the world-famous X-Men. Unfortunately, Bailey just may be the worst X-Man ever. Max Bemis, frontman of the band Say Anything, kicks off his first Marvel miniseries by teaming with stellar artist Michael Walsh to bring us this story of a misfit among misfits. Uh, note here is the issue was first released digitally January 6th, 2016, and then released physical version on February 24th, 2016. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's it. Uh, any final thoughts? Uh, I think I'm pretty thought out. Okay. Well, on that note, I, I got nothing more. So, um, Thursday, if you would, please. The house party protocol, sir? Sure. (laughs) 